Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash talkdirection. They have over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome to Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction podcast, where we talk about everything from what Niall gets up to, golfing, music, and pints of the pub, to Liam and Louis shenanigans, to Harry's acting chops, and his spectacularly quirky style. Talk Direction, by the fans, for the fans. Welcome to Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction podcast. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Kara. And this is our 75th episode of Talk Direction. Um, and we did something exciting last weekend. What did we do, Kara? Um, we went to a Troy Sivan concert. Yeah. And how was it? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know if you wanted me to say more or what. Okay. Um, it was incredible and it was definitely like much, like a much needed catharsis after like election day slash, I mean, (laughs) election uh, life. Election life, yeah, pretty much. But it definitely was just like, oh, it was just like, I feel like pop concerts are like the place that I feel like most happy. Mm-hmm. I mean, not like, like the most, the concert like atmosphere that I feel most happy in. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're just like, I don't know, it's just mostly teenage girls and it's not like drunk men who are like pushing and shoving you and like groping you and like t- pulling your hair and being disgusting. It's just mm-hmm. like people who are just like, there to have a good time and just like express their love and just like sing and dance along and it's just like such a fun environment and Troy is like such a cool performer like and he's such a genuinely good person and mm-hmm. like um yeah I I'm really happy that we went when we did because it was just wow I really felt impacted emotionally and just like um yeah there was like a really great fan project that I think like Caitlin why don't you talk about that um yeah, so the fan project was that um, someone handed out colored paper to, like, every seat in the entire arena, which is, like, yeah. crazy, um, and every section was, like, a different color of the rainbow in sort of rainbow order, um, and there was a song, Heaven, uh, where you were supposed to put the light of your phone up against the paper, so, like, you know how people put lights up and, like, it looks really pretty, um, but this now, like, colored the light, so mm-hmm. there was a rainbow of lights all around the entire stadium, which was just so, so beautiful. beautiful. And this was, like, right after he had talked about, like, LGBTQ plus stuff and, like, election stuff and whatever, and just, like, to have that sort of solidarity in the audience where, like, you don't know everyone, but you feel that support is yeah. really special. Um, and also, um, Heaven is a beautiful song. Everyone should go listen to it. And it's about, um, like, Troy, like, accepting being gay. And it's just, like, such an important, powerful song. And, mm-hmm. like, I definitely got choked up during that experience because that was just so powerful to, like, ever, like, you're just, like, engulfed in, like, this rainbow, like, of light. And I was just like, wow, like, I'm really feeling something right now. Mm-hmm. It was just so amazing. It was so amazing. Yeah. And it really gives you hope because, like you said, it's so many young people at the mm-hmm. concert. And it feels like it's a moment where we can be like, we're young, we're weird, we're different, we're together in this. And, like, whatever is happening outside the world that, like, it seems like we can't have control over, we can have control over this moment right here when we're together and, like, spread love, um, which is just really beautiful. Mm-hmm. So that was amazing, and the opener too was really awesome. I love her. Oh my god, I've been listening to her music um a lot. Her name is Dua Lipa. Um, she is incredible. Yeah, definitely go look her up. 
Um, we loved her on stage, and then we went back to Kara's apartment and, like, clicked her Vivo or whatever and watched her music video. And, like, you just watch her music video and you're I like, know. this is someone I need to be watching and listening yeah. to. It was so funny because, like, we watched um, the music video for, um, what is it, Blow Your Mind. Mm-hmm. And, like, Caitlin literally said, like, if someone was going to make a music video to make me like them, this would be it. And, like, yeah. it literally hit all the points, basically. Well, almost all the points. But, like, it's, like, such a great music video. So definitely go watch it. And, like, mm-hmm. the songs are always, like, they're just, like, all of them are, like, really catchy. And she just, like, has a very, like, awesome stage presence. Like, she yeah. was, like, dancing around. And just, like, both her and Troy just, like, have a really cool, like, I don't know, vibrant, very lively stage presences where, like, we were pretty far back, but it seemed like, because they were, like, dancing and moving around that we felt like, I don't know, you could, like, you know, you really got their the entirety of their performance. Yeah. Um, and her name is D-U-A space L-I-P-A. Um, yeah. Because that might be hard to find. Um, yeah. But, yeah, she's, like, on iTunes and stuff, so go give her a listen. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Thanksgiving is coming up soon, and we might record our next episode before Thanksgiving, just so that, I, I don't know how it's all going to work timing-wise, we haven't really discussed it, um, but that's hard to record on Thanksgiving, obviously, which is, <laughs> we usually record Thursdays or Fridays, so we don't really know. Yeah, what... And Friday's my birthday, I think. Yeah. Um, I can't remember. It is. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, so we will have to figure that out. Um, but Yeah. Um, I also wanted to mention, which this was something I talked about on our episode that we ended up losing the first half, so technically I've never talked about it on the podcast, but it (laughs) seems like I've talked about it a lot, Mm -hmm. um, is this segment that I want to do, and again, no one has written in for it, um, it's called Dear Harry Styles, and I think it would just be really fun to have, like, a Harry advice column, so, like, you write in something, it could be serious or it could be funny, and then, like, we'll write back as if we're Harry Styles and, like, make it fun. Um, and, like, I would really like to do that on the show. It's, like, a little small segment. So, please, if you have a Dear Harry Styles question you want to write in or advice or whatever, serious, not serious, whatever it is, um, that would be fun and please do it. Um, and then, Listener Spotlight, which is something Kara came up with so that we can get to know our lovely listeners some more. Um, is today our listener spotlight person is at Hello Sophie, who is our wonderful, wonderful listener and friend. Um, she's like been with us since the beginning, pretty much. Mm-hmm. I know, yeah. Um, do you want to read her responses to this? Um, sure. So the first one, she says, "I'm Sophie, and I'm from England near London." And she got into One Direction, and she says, um, "I first saw them when they were first on the X Factor." I remember when Zayn refused to dance. Where's Zayn? Um, and then, what's the next one? It says... Well, one oh, what, thing you're most excited for. Yeah, I don't even remember the freaking things I came up with. Um, <laughs> They're right above. Says, <laughs> I'm so glad I can read. Um, uh, the things she's most excited for, she says, Can I say everything? Um, all in caps. Harry's film, Neil's solo music, Zayn's autobiography, Liam and Cheryl news, Freddie becoming best friends with my daughter. That could happen, right? And for her favorite 1D moment, she can't choose um, so many iconic tweets, the songs, the falls, the looks. <laughs> the falls. I, yeah. I honestly need to go back and watch that Ellen DeGeneres one. I've been oh meaning to really badly, where they just, like, <laughs> recreate Harry's fall again and again. Such a beautiful moment. 
Um, I agree with everything. I cannot believe that Sophie was there from, like, X Factor days and has seen it. I really, really wish I had been watching X Factor back then. Because, like, now I do watch X Factor and, like, I know what it's like to, like, follow an artist. Now this is the second year I've been watching it. Plus, I used to watch, like, American Idol back in the day. Um, but I really wish I'd been there when One Direction was on X Factor, you know? Yeah, the, in the, um... The episode that got deleted, we were talking about, like, would we have liked them back in the day? Mm. And it's just, like, a toss-up. Well, I don't know. Like, because I, I was very, like, anti-boy band. I remember being very anti-Jonas Brothers when that was, whole mm-hmm. th- like, a thing. Because I thought I was, like, so, like, edgy and cool. I was like, no, I'm not going to listen to these, like, this boy band nonsense. Even though I was listening to, like, pop music. So, like, I don't know what the heck I was doing. <laughs> but whatever. I had to, like, maintain some sort of edge to myself, uh-huh. apparently. Uh-huh. And that was the way to do it is by... Um, making fun of my friends who liked the things that they liked. So whatever, Kara. Yeah, I know. I don't know if I would have liked them. But also, I know I said when I said this, when we were talking about this, that like, looking back on them in X Factor, it's like they're cute little boys that look like so dopey and like (laughs) funny. And they're like, what are you wearing? And like, you're so little looking. But like, that's also coming from a perspective of how like, we're now like six years older than that or whatever. And like, yeah, our age, that's those boys would have looked like people like our age you know now to mm-hmm. us they seem so young and little and dopey um but I think it would have been different to looking at them from like us as 15 year olds you know yeah um but also I was very like one direction like or like boy bandy like yeah you know so just but that's different yeah also we wanted to take this time to say thank you to Sophie because yeah. um she's amazing pretty much I said to her that it feels like she's like my big sister overseas um I've never had a big sister and Sophie you're like my big sister um and she sent us this really beautiful message on um e- by email the other day that we actually got when we were together and we read together and um watch this cute little clip of her daughter singing um what's the song called I want to write you a song I want to write you a song and it is unbelievably beautiful I know I was telling Caitlin like oh like this is like looking into the future and I was just like wow I could teach my kids like One Direction music like what a concept I love it she honestly seems like such an amazing mother like Mm. So beautiful. Um, I know. But yeah, Sophie, that was like a really special moment when we watched that and like read your email and stuff. So thank you so much. Um, You are an amazing person and listener and friend. All right, moving on to news. (laughs) (laughs) That got a little softy right there. But moving on to news, um, we have just a couple of news stories this week. Uh, the first one being Louie being cute on Instagram. <laughs> um, so Louie's been posting some great selfies on Instagram as of late. Um, and they all sort of look the same. It's like half of his face, like, sort of shadowed. And then, like, a part of, like, the, what is that called? Like, looking out. Landscape. The landscape, looking out onto the city in California or whatever, L.A. Um, the first one he posted with the caption, bored. Um, him and his little... Adidas hoodie, or Adidas. Um, And then the second one is also him looking uh, out onto the LA, and he's also in his Adidas hoodie. And he said, sat outside looking at the view, wondering how this little shh from Donnie got here. The incredible people who have supported me and continue to blows my mind. In short, I'm lucky to have you all. Thank you, smiley face. 
Um, that was just such a cute message to get. I know. I really love when, because in these moments, it feels like they're almost sort of on our level going like, like you could imagine that, you know, a lot of Mm -hmm. times I can't put myself into like a, a famous person's perspective, but like, you know, One Direction only became famous like six years ago or whatever. Like it's so new to them and they were just like, regular people or whatever yeah um, not that they're not regular people but it just seems very like relatable saying like I can't even imagine how I got here um because it feels like yesterday I was somewhere else which is like an experience we all have whether it's with fame or with like just getting older and time passing and stuff um, god <laughs> yeah <laughs> here we go spiraling into our like time no, crises. especially because my birthday is coming up and it's really stressing me out, man. But um, anyway, back to Louis' face. I'm going to just look at it and be soothed. But I just thought this was really beautiful. Plus, like, him reaching out and talking to the fans. Like, obviously the boys have been on hiatus for a long time now. But to have these moments where he knows he's thinking of us and, like, you know, that type of thing is also really nice. I'm always, like, I'm wondering if this, like, means he, like like, cooking something up, because I feel like this is the kind of thing that you'd be like, oh, I get these opportunities because of, like, the fans. So, I don't know. It just, like, seems like maybe. Or, like, he's just being introspective. um, And just, like, being, like, in Hollywood is like, oh, well, I never thought I'd be here. But, like, also, Mm -hmm. I feel like that kind of could lead to something. Yeah. Like, something in his day made him think about that. Yeah. Specifically. Yeah. Maybe. I wonder. Maybe he'll be, like, on... I don't know, some show or starting his band or like whatever it is, getting the girl group he started out there or something. Yeah. Something going well in the studio. Mm-hmm. Um, and Niall actually commented on this post and he said, I do it often also. Love you, Tomo. Which Aww. was also really cute because, man, when the boys interact, that's just a heartwarming feeling to see their friendship. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Louis also posted another picture uh, the next day, I think it was, um, where it's half of his face again, and he's got his finger pointing to the Hollywood sign that is like a minuscule little white stripe, and he captioned it Hollywood. Um, and it's so weird because like I feel like I was looking at the Hollywood sign from a similar angle when I was in California up in the hills. Hmm. Um, so that's cute. Um, but yeah, that's. That's Louie helping us out, giving us pictures on Instagram. I think <clears throat> Harry should take a page out of this book. <laughs> I know, Jesus. Um, all right, then the next news story is Niall going brunette, question mark, question mark, exclamation, exclamation. Um, yeah, so people have been talking about Niall's hair losing its blondness. Um, and, like, we all know Niall's been pretty much quite blonde since X-Factor days, Um I mean, it's it's definitely transitioned from, like, that almost neon yellow blonde to something more, like, honey and dirty brownish and, like, streaks of brown mixed in with blonde. Um, but he has, like, sort of kept up with the blonde. Um, but now there's been pictures of him at a Jaguar event where his hair looks quite brown all over it. And, yeah. and Niall is a natural brunette. Um, we can't really see the very, like, top of his head where the blonde... It looks like there's still blonde in his hair, um, but, like, the fringe as it's quiffed up is quite dark. And, like, the side view um, of the pictures I've taken at this event um, are quite brown as well. You can just put in Twitter, like, Niall Brunette and, like, tons of pictures will come up. 
Um, and like I put a comparison photo of him singing from like Made in the AM days because um, he has his glasses on there where it's very blonde. So you can really see a big difference between this blonde and brown sort of transition. Um, what are your thoughts on this, Kara? Um, I mean, I think, um, are we sure this isn't like a, what's it called? A manip? Yeah, it's not. What? Yeah. That's so wild. Cause it's so brown. I know. And like the only like blonde quote unquote is like a lighter brown. And, um, yeah, I mean, I know that a lot of people were excited for him to go back to brunette, but I kind of like, am really, um, I don't know. I really love the blonde, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's just such a cute look on him. But I think that, like, this brown hair is, like, I don't know. Like, everyone always says, like, you know, when you change your hair, it's, like, kind of, like, a symbol, like, of a new era. So I feel mm-hmm. like this is kind of, like, him, like, transitioning to, like, being a solo act, which I understand. Like, I get that. I think that, like, is a good, like, symbol for him even mm-hmm. to just, like, show himself and the world that he's, like, making a change. And this is kind of, like, a subtle way to do it um, in his appearance. But, I mean, it looks good. Like, he definitely, I feel like, looks more... Um, looks older and like more mature so that's like yeah. definitely a cool thing um but i don't know man i love the blonde and like the picture you have um where was this when he was had glasses on and was I, performing i think it was like a tv show performance yeah um I'm forgetting that which one and like i just love it with him in the glasses and the blonde hair i'm gonna miss that blonde hair but um i don't know i i mean i like this brown hair we'll see you know yeah i've seen a lot of polls and it seems pretty split on whether people pr- mm. prefer the brown or the blonde um, I'm definitely digging the brown as a change. Uh, I Like you said, it's, he looks so much more mature. And I think mm-hmm. added to that is the fact that he has a, a lot of scruff going on. Yeah. Um, which Niles never really kept scruff. Unlike Louis and Zane and Liam all usually had a lot of scruff since like 2014 or something. Um, but Niles, you know, getting that beard going. And I think it looks really good. I really do think he looks older. And, like, he even looks broader just because of everything. Right? Like, it's just, it's like he's transformed. Because you think of Niall, like, very, like, skinny. Not, like, I don't know, not, like, like weakling or whatever. But he's just more, like, skinny. Slender, yeah. Slender. There we go. And, <laughs> but, like, he just, I don't know. Maybe it's this picture because it's also, like, cut off. But I yeah. don't know. <laughs> he just looks older and more broad. Um, he does. But I'm excited for his body changing. <laughs> that sounded so wrong. I didn't mean it like that. I was trying to find my yeah, words. Yeah, I can't wait for Niall to go to puberty. Like, I'm really excited. I'm glad we can watch Niall go through puberty. God. Um, no, but honestly, guys go through puberty, like, forever, I swear. Like, I know. You know, when, like... I find that, like, well, no, I don't find. I mean, it's, like, scientifically (laughs) proven. (laughs) But, like, I don't know. Guys, like, don't even look like men men until, like, late 20s a lot of times. Like, they, I don't know. They, their bodies, their bodies just keep changing all the way up, you know? And their brains aren't, like, I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? I don't know science. <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> anyway, another Niall story is that he's going to be performing on the AMAs. I'm so excited! Me too. And the AMAs are the American Music Awards, which is a pretty big show. Um, and it's happening this Sunday, November 20th. So it will be up pretty soon and we'll be talking about it on next week's episode. Um, but I know at NJH News, which is the um, Niall Horan update Twitter site that I tell everyone to follow all the time, 
kept tweeting about like the AM kept tweeting at the AMA saying like invite Niall invite Niall and Niall ended up retweeting their tweet and said see you there um oh. <laughs> which is really cute so he is performing and he's going to be performing this town um he said, absolutely de- delighted to be performing this town at AMAs. It's an award show I've got incredibly incredible memories from, and I can't wait. Gonna be a huge night. Rehearsals for AMAs tomorrow. Gonna try to make it a good one. Really excited for the show. One of my favorite events of the year. Um, and One Direction has gone to the AMAs a number of times and have won a lot of awards. So, To me, to Harry's iconic um, bell-bottom black and yes. white oh. floral suit and that's when Niall de- debuted his glasses so like who knows what's in store this year oh my god beautiful I want why can't Harry go again I'm sure I'm invited <laughs> like Harry god I I need another floral bell-bottom suit moment I know please bring it back literally so I am super excited about this um and I'm very proud of him to like get an AMAs like yeah when he's it's not like he's put out an album it's not like he's you know, like a huge American, like solo artist star yet. Um, but wow, this is just so exciting. I know. Um, also, Zane is going to be there because Zane is up for an award, the New Artist of the Year award. Um, and he's been doing some major promo over on Twitter, retweeting things and talking about like voting for him and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and Zane's up against Alicia Cara, the Chainsmokers, DNCE, and Sean Mendez. Which seems like Sean Mendes has been around for a while, but apparently I know <laughs> this is like when what's her name was up for a Grammy for new artist, uh, Megan Trainer, and she'd oh, been God. around for like three years, and it was like new artist of the year. Um, the Grammys are always like twelve years behind, though. Honestly, um, so I mean, I've seen some predictions, and it says like Sean Mendes is apparent apparently has odds to win. But um, we will see if Zayn wins. Um, that would be exciting for him. But there's always the, oh my goodness, are Zayn and Niall going to run into each other? Blah, blah, blah. Oh my god, I'm so stressed, <laughs> actually. I, I wonder if they like purposely have them seated far apart. <sighs> I know. Um, but we will see. I doubt anything will go down that we'll hear of. <laughs> but, and, and I hope Lady Gaga performs. <laughs> That's my input. <laughs> that would be fun. Yeah. I haven't looked at who else is performing. Me neither, I, I no don't idea. think I'm going to be able to watch live, which really sucks because I love watching, but I have an exam the next day, which sucks. Oh, God. Um, but I'm excited to see those performances. Um, and just, like, to to give Zayn some reboosting, 1D didn't win New Artists of the Year when they were nominated, um, but they did continue on to win Artists of the Year a number of times and, like, fave pop rock group and fave pop rock song. Um, for a lot of years. So, Zane, if you don't win, don't feel badly. <laughs> you can still be really I think big. Zane will be fine. Like, <laughs> I know, but it's also, like, mansion, like, it's, like, his first time, like, being out there. Plus, he hasn't toured, and I feel yeah. like, like, um, DNCE and Sean Mendez, uh, at least those two have been, like, going for longer. Mm, um, true. Yeah. All right, now on to our main discussion, which is a four album review. Um, so yesterday when I was planning, I was just sort of like thinking what the episode should be. And I was like, oh, maybe we could do another um, album review episode because I knew it had been one year made in the AM the other day. And I was like, well, it's going to be like one of the other 
albums because they're all been released or at least have they all been released in November? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Like, so they've all been. I was like, it's got to be another anniversary coming up. Mm. And I was like, I, I think I'll do four because that's one that's easier to do because I feel like I have more opinions of it strongly than the first two more so. Um, and we did Midnight Memories already. Um, and then I checked... Take Me Home was a masterpiece. That's all I have to say. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, but I, I find it harder because, like, I guess I I was present... I was present in the fandom um, for four yeah, more so fair. than Take Me Home. Um, so I can, I have like more memorable memories, if you will. <laughs> um, so I looked up the date of when four came out and it actually came out yesterday as I was writing it. So Ooh. funny. Um, but yeah, I feel like a lot when we talk about songs on four, we're always talking about them in bits and pieces. And that's how we like talk about the past albums. Um, but it's kind of good to do one of those, like, cohesive look at an album as a whole sort of episodes um, and try to remember back what it was like when the album did come out um, for nostalgic reasons and just, like, for understanding. I think it's helpful because um, that's the way they presented it to us and that's the way it's supposed to be digested. Um, also, the anniversary of the day that Midnight Memories leaked was yesterday and I was um, having a good time looking through my time hop. <laughs> there's so many november is a really good month for 1d stuff too bad we don't have an album this year <laughs> wow way to bring back to reality but yeah, could you imagine true. if they just like dropped all their unreleased songs on like november 25th that oh my god amazing. my birthday i would just be like god is really looking up for me these days yep <laughs> it would be beautiful mm-hmm. um so four was one direction's fourth album and it was wow, released. What a coincidence. I know, right? It was released on November 17th of 2014. Though it leaked beforehand. Um, did you listen to it when it leaked? I'm sure I did. I can't remember, but I'm, I'm positive I did. Mm-hmm. And do you remember? Um, I guess we'll get into first listenings in a little bit. Um, but yeah, so this debuted at number one on Billboard charts, uh, making it making 1D the first band to have number ones for their force first four albums and they had previously been the first band to have three number ones for the first three albums mm. um unfortunately they didn't have number ones for the first five albums because just that's so sad <laughs> i know stupid justin bieber it's because oh god i know. I know but at least they had it in the uk but i'm but like they didn't have it in the u.s mm. um and this album sold 3.2 million copies worldwide that year um, and just to, like, go back and, like, travel back in time to when it was released, um, they announced the title of their album via Twitter, and as well as the cover art, um, and a cute little video of them talking about the album on September 8th, and I went back and, like, watched these, because you can do this fun thing, which I didn't really know, on Twitter, where you, like, narrow down who you're wanting the tweets from and, like, from what time period. Mm-hmm. So I said mm-hmm. it from, like, September 1st to November 25th of that year mm-hmm. and just, like, looked at all the boys' tweets. Um, and, like, they were very excited about the album. Like, they had so many tweets about it. Um, but this cute little video just reminded me. It was, like, one of those ones where they each have, like, a thing to speak and, like, they wait around for their own turn to talk. And, like, Louis's always doing, like, weird reactions as if he's, like, really, like, listening to each of the boys talk. I don't know. You have to go back and watch. But I miss them doing these dumb little things. Um, but, yeah, and we found out that the title was four, all in caps, all underlined. Um, and, Carol, why do you think it was called four? 
as many, many interviewers ask the boys in promo season? I mean, um, <laughs> if I was to guess, I would uh, make a, you know, just throwing this out there, I think it's probably because it's their fourth album, but, like, I truly could be wrong. It but, could like, mean so many things. <laughs> I mean, like, an, like the F-O-U-R could stand for something. Maybe. Fighting. It it's like an oligarchy. Um, uh, what's Umbridge. underground? Umbridge. <laughs> um, radio. Rodeo. There you go. Wow. That's what it stands for. The real hard-hitting journalism <laughs> <True>. here. <Yeah. laughs> um, and also is their fourth year, so that's an added little uh, meaning. Um, but obviously, since it was the last album with Zayn, everyone has sort of put on this meaning as like four being sort of like a foreshadowing to him. So leaving. creepy. <laughs> foreshadowing too. Oh my God. Strangeness. Um, because once he left, there was only four boys in the band. Um, wow. I need to, like, insert that, like, creepy, like, um, not the creepy music, but, like, the, um, X-Files music right now, where it's, like, they use it for the Illuminati, like, Don't know you what know, you're this... talking about. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Some creepy Get up music. on your memes, girl. Got it. Um, but, uh, could you imagine if, like, once Zayn left, they called their album four? <laughs> that would be pretty funny. Like, the, um, um, Made in the AM? Yeah. That's so, that would be shady as heck. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so not that, uh, what is the word? Evasive? Ominous? Unclear? I don't know what I'm trying to say. I don't know as either. As to why this the is, album's for, but it This is. is the one title that I will give it to you that this makes sense to talk about, but any other title just, I don't, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, when, no. whenever you want to talk about the song titles, and I'm like, Caitlin, why? But this, this is the um, one title that I'm like, okay, hey, I, I'll give it to you. song title discussions are always great. Don't come at me. <laughs> I always have new and interesting things to say about them. Um, do you like that it's all in caps and underlined? Is that interesting to you? <laughs> I think, um... The all in caps makes it really aggressive, uh -huh. um, but also it kind of gives it, like, a kind of nice, like, not bulky feel. You know what I mean? It just kind of, like, really, like, I just want to, like, punch my hands together. Yeah. Like, like, I don't know four. why. Just, like, really solid. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm, like, really conscious of how many times I'm saying four, and, like, it just, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? But, yeah. um... I don't know. I think that, like, the fact that they <laughs> they needed it to be underlined and capitalized. Oh, Beyonce has an album called Four. Maybe they had to, like, distinguish it somehow. Mm. So, I think Beyonce's was just the number four. So, I don't know. Um, there's all these, like, um, I remember all the memes, like, back in the day when Zayn left. They're like, this is Beyonce getting back One Direction for naming their <laughs> album Four when she already had an album Four. Oh, I was like, yeah, probably right. <laughs> um, yeah, I I don't mind the underlining. <laughs> I think it is interesting. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say more. Maybe this was also foreshadowing to Zane's fun, like, caps, uncaps, caps, uncaps, oh. you know, of his album. And then we have B4, uh, Zane's song, B4. And we thought that was originally going to be the album name, yeah. I remember. Um, I think it was, like, slated to be. Yeah, and then it changed. Um... So that's another connection there um, <laughs> that I'm not going to go into. So also, Fireproof was released for free download on September 8th. 
and it was available for 24 hours and you could download it. I remember sitting on my bed and downloading it and, pop, and popping it up in iTunes um, for free. And they got 1.1 million downloads, which was the most downloaded song within 24 hours. Um, and this song was written by Louis Liam and then John Ryan, Julian Benetta, and Jamie Scott, the classic writing trio. Um, and when this was released, Niall said, We wanted to give Fireproof to you as a gift. We feel it will give you a good idea of where we are going with four. We'll, what four will... Where, where we are going with four will sound like. Uh, Niall doesn't know how to talk. Also, <laughs> it's one of our favorite songs, so hopefully you're enjoying it. And can't wait to hear... Can't wait for you to hear the rest of the album. The reaction to Fireproof has been unbelievable. Really makes us excited for you to hear the rest of four. Thank you, XX. Liam tweeted, Nobody knows the way... Nobody knows you, baby, the way I do. Harry tweeted, You can now pre-order our new album, Four, if you're really feeling all pre-ordery. Oh my god, sounds so <laughs> British. And also, like, that kind of thing, like, just reminds me, like, how much him and Gemma tweet alike. Or, like, yeah. how he used to tweet, but, like, Gemma, like, this sounds very Gemma-y, too. It to really me. does. Um, and you cut me off before I finished, which was, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for you. Uh, I don't, oh, I don't know what this meant. All the love. Um, and I looked up what, how, I also searched, like, all the times he used all the love. And this was the second time he used all the love ever. The first one, he used the phrase, but not in his, like, little signing off way. So this was the first time he signed off with all the love. Mm. Um, and the last time he signed off with all the love was January 1st of this year, which was Harry! a hell of a long time ago. Um, and we had been used to the all the love because he pretty much signs every tweet off with all the love. This is why 2016 isn't so bad because Harry hasn't sent all the love to us in, in 11 months. So thanks for everything, Harry. You suck, honestly. Like, wow. Uh, <laughs> 2016 has been an interesting year. As in interesting as in terrible, but yes, yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, and Harry needs to come back and make the world a better place again, honestly. God, maybe that's why he's gone into hiding. Like, he's probably like, gone into, like, a hobbit hole and is just like, I can't deal with this. Honestly. Like, Obama oh was a beautiful thing in 2015. And now, yeah, bring what it do back. we have? Something Nothing. stupid. Nothing. Sadness and despair. <laughs> 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 Laughing to hide pain. Um, Seriously. Yeah. Um, Louie tweeted, the support for the new album and Fireproof has been amazing. Uh, so, so excited for you to hear more. Love. Uh, and Zane tweeted, our new album is called Four. Um, so do you, <laughs> do you remember? so excited. Like. <laughs> I know. It gets worse as we go on talking about the promo for this album. Oh no. Um, but so they were very confident that this Fireproof song was a very good look at what the album would be. And it was one of their favorite mm. songs. Do you remember downloading it and, like, what your thoughts were listening to it in anticipation of the album? I remember freaking loving it mm -hmm. um, and just, like, loving the, like, Fleetwood Mac vibes from it. Um, just thinking that it was, like, very, like, strong musically, lyrically, uh, vocally, and I was just like, heck yeah. I just remember, like, um, very distinctively... Uh, Wait, I don't remember what the heck your question was. What was your question? Like, what were your thoughts as it, like, for anticipation of the album? Because we know, like, sometimes when we get one of their first songs, we can get nervous. Like, if we hear Steal My Girl first. And yeah, then, so like, we got Fireproof before we got Steal My Girl. Yeah. 
Okay, that, thank God, because if we got to see my girl first, we'd have been like, oh, Jesus Christ. Uh-huh. Like, we'd be so nervous. But I think that, that we had Fireproof to cling on to. We're like, okay, like, we know at least Fireproof is on this album. And if, uh-huh. like, they're saying that it's representative, then, like, I trust them. And I think that it's going to be a good album. Uh-huh. Even though, like, we know that, like, One Direction albums are kind of just, like, a quilt of whatever they want it to be. So uh-huh. I was just like, obviously the whole entire album's probably not going to sound like this, but at least, like, a few songs might. So. Yeah. Um, I feel like, I know I really liked it at first, but I didn't love it as much coming off of sort of similar sounding songs on Midnight Memories, like Strong, Happily, um, Story Mm -hmm. of My Life. I think I liked those ones better and was like, okay, this one's good and I'm happy we have it and it reminds me of like Story of My Life, but I also kind of liked the other ones better, um, and still feel that way. I I still like those other ones better than this song, um, but I do think it was a good one to give sort of a more better representation of the album um mm-hmm. and not like give us steal my girl first <laughs> which could have been disasterly um i'm gonna go through the track list and i want as we do it this time i want you to like throw out a couple words like not sentences a couple words or sounds to describe each song <laughs> oh god so album title four. First song steal my girl what are your words um confusing um, not great lyrics. <laughs> um, kind of still catchy though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say like kind of like meh, like don't love the lyrics. It's kind of annoying mm, and very poppy. So not my fave. Um, mm-hmm. ready to run. Um, horses, Tarzan. <laughs> um. Phil Collins could sing this, should be in an animated movie about horses, or in in a um, video that a 13-year-old girl puts together about all different pictures of horses from Google. That is beautiful. Um, I really, now I'm like the Tarzan thing, I really feel. Right? Oh, yeah. I feel like this one, this one in Fireproof, I think of together. Um, it's a good song. Again, it, I did, it didn't hit the same level as, like, Strong and Happily for me, and I sort of grouped these together, um, but I still liked it. I feel like Ready to Run is definitely, like, a, definitely a few notches below Fireproof for me. Actually, I have a lot of notches, but that's just my opinion. Interesting. Yeah, neither. I feel like they're on the same level for me. I don't, I don't mm. know. I, I, it's also, like, you know, the first time you sort of inhale a song can, like, really affect oh, like your, like, yeah. understanding of it. Yeah. Um, and I think I was just really ready for something to blow me away and then it didn't as much. But like, again, like if I'd listened to it as, like if I'd listened to Fireproof or like Ready to Run more in, as like an entire album as, cause Ready to Run ended up being like a song that was released early. Um, I don't know how my opinions would have differed. Mm. Um, okay. Where do Broken Hearts go? Rocky um definitely grew on me um as the more I listened to it and after seeing live performances mm-hmm. um just um I think that this is like the anthemic like thing that they were going for and they like I think they nailed it with this one mm-hmm. yeah I'd say Rocky Harry live performances like what a jam definitely agree with the grow on me thing um mm-hmm. especially once seeing the live performances um just, this was such a good one to hear in concert. 18. Um, the, just the right level of sadness, 
um, very like smooth, um, um, beautiful harmonies. Um, yeah. Um, I would say didn't love it as much as everyone loved it. Oh. I feel like, I feel like there was a lot of, I mean, I told you no sentences and now I'm the one talking in sentences. <laughs> um, I feel like there was, like, like people were, wanted it to be like, are you still there? Yeah. Oh, it sounded like the sound cut out for some reason. Nope, um, I'm just being quiet. <laughs> my um, phone needs to be charged. Um, I feel like this one uh, was like, it, people wanted it to, because it was Ed Sheeran, like, I kind of wanted yeah. to be blown away with it, by it, like, I was with Ed Sheeran's work, but I wasn't quite taken there, um, but when it was done live, I think it was done really, really well live, and I, mm. it grew on me that way, but again, it wasn't, like, something when I listened to on the album, I was like, oh my god, this is one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. Girl Almighty. Um, perfect, incredible, amazing. What's a, like, vine of Lady Gaga just, like, saying all those things? Like, that's me right now. Um, but I think, um, another anthemic kind of sounding thing, um, uh, just, it just, I don't know, I mean, like, very, uh, Beatles-y to me. I think it, like, kind of, mm -hmm. like, fits in with Olivia very well. I feel like this is, like, mm -hmm. the pre-Olivia. Oh my god, um, I totally feel doesn't that. Doesn't that make sense? Yes! Yeah. Because, like, yeah. Girl Almighty really, like, and I'd say no control a bit, like, stand on sort of a different level. I can't really group them that much, um, but they're so amazing, and they so fit with with Olivia. Wow, I didn't even mm -hmm. really see that, especially Girl Almighty. Yeah. Um, that's all I think I can say. I just, I, I just love it. And it's, it's such like a, I don't know, it's just such a tune. Mm -hmm. I'd say like, uh, women empowerment, mm -hmm. um, community, love, feels, warmth, um, just fun to sing along to and dance to. Mm -hmm. Um, fool's gold. Um, again, like just the right amount of sadness for me. Um, I think I like this, I think this is, like, the, my favorite ballad song mm. off the album. Um, I like this better than 18. Um, yeah. lyrics, I think, are, pow like, powerful, or more powerful, powerful to me. Um, um, I just, I get, a, like, a sort of, it's, like, a warm feeling, but also, like, tinged with, like, a bit of sadness, mm -hmm. which, like, sometimes you want, so. It, like, it, it really does feel like that opening image that they give, like, the sunset on the water, which can be very, like, I know, exactly, sad, it's very golden. Warm. Yeah. Yeah. It, this song, golden's a great word. Um, yeah. <laughs> fool's gold. Um, I know, exactly. <laughs> um, I would say, like, Nile, warmth. Yes. Um, beautiful imagery, beautiful music, too. Um, just really pretty song. Uh, Night Changes. Um, sort of, like, Beach Boy, like, um, definitely from a different, like, a earlier era. Um, Harmonies, um, sometimes lackluster, but, mm. uh, I mean, I don't want to say forgettable, but, like, sometimes it can be. Like, I don't really think of it as much, even though it was a single. Mm -hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, so a little bit, I think lackluster is probably the best word here. Um. But it's still beautiful, and I, th I think, um, but it's not, like, a standout to me. Yeah, I would say I agree with that. It also makes me think of Zayn for some reason, and so, like, I just get, like, weird feelings about that. Um, mm. But I, I, like, picture sort of, like, dark purples and, like, greens or something. Yeah. Um, and, like, nighttime-esque. Obviously, the music video sort of fits that in parts. Um, 
But I do like some of the imagery on here and like about growing up and change. Um, but it, I think it could have pushed more, I guess, mm -hmm. um, and been more relatable than it was. Uh, no control. Um, hmm, 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 hmm. <laughs> how do I even, I think that like, it just like, I don't even have words to describe <laughs> it. I think that like, it was weird because it definitely grew on me. Mm -hmm. Like I don't, it wasn't like, I think that girl might like stuck out to me so much when mm -hmm. I first listened to it. Um, that like no control is overshadowed, but like then I went on to like blast no control so much. Mm -hmm. Um, just like fun to dance to, fun to sing along to, something you can crank up and just like sing and dance along to, um, just kind of like let loose, um, a bit cheeky, um, just fun. Yeah, I would say like it was like the first sort of more raunchy song of One Directions, which I think yeah. adds to like the appeal, you know, mm -hmm. like it's like, oh, we're being a little bit bad as we sing this. Um, mm -hmm. And I think, yeah, definitely sing along. I think fandom, um, definitely like mm -hmm. concert, Louis for yeah. sure. Yes. Um, and just it's so fun, like because even though it's like no control in the sense of like the meaning of the song, just no control means a lot of things. And like it's just like when you're feeling crazy, you can sing this and like feel like you're singing your feelings. Um, yeah. So I really like that. Uh, yeah. Fireproof, we sort of already did. Um, spaces. Um, sort of too sad. <laughs> um, just because like with um the new meaning like mm -hmm. or the added meeting with Zane leaving um definitely wasn't a standout to me uh before that added meeting though um I think that like if I was going to choose a favorite ballad it would it ballad e type song it'd be um fool's gold mm -hmm. or like a softer song it would be fool's gold um I feel like space is something that I skip over a lot um it, yeah it almost feels like there's spaces in the lyrics it, when I picture I feel kind of like bland and gappy yeah, and like yeah Definitely doesn't stand out to me, except for, like, yeah. obviously the added meaning with Zane leaving, but, like, yeah. it just, I didn't really love it at much at first. Mm -hmm. um, so, it's kind of a uh, song. Yeah. Um, Stockholm Syndrome. Um, messed up title, um, <laughs> slash lyrics. Um, kind of, I remember people comparing it to Michael Jackson-y, like, almost, like, sort of 80s-y, um, and I get that, um, feel like it kind of doesn't fit with the rest of the album mm. um kind of an anomaly um still kind of fun to listen to I guess um something that I usually skip over though yeah I I feel like I have too many reservations about like the lyrics and the title that it makes me just not want to listen to it and I feel like so many people like in the fandom didn't really care about that it became like a favorite song yeah, people loved this song, and I was like, eh, I mean, like, but, like, Girl Almighty's right there, why would you not? Yeah. I mean, you could love both, but, like, at the same time, it's yeah. like, ugh. And it's hard because this is a Harry song that he wrote on, and, like, you want to love it, and I think that's partially why people overlooked a lot of it. I wonder if it was written by, like, none of the boys or, like, maybe someone else who we don't associate so much with, like, equality and knowing things and being aware of, like, words and what they mean, um, like if if people would have uh had more of a problem with it I don't really know um mm -hmm. but like yeah I just I really can't get over like the use of the title and some of the words inside of it but the beat mm -hmm. is fine <laughs> um clouds um 
um, concert opening. Um, uh, good for, like, I think leading into things, but I don't think stand out on its own. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely, like, gets your energy up, but, like, there has to be things, but, like, after it, um, not really a standout on its own, I think, I'd say. Yeah, I agree. I think very good live again, great to open the concert, especially, like, when they were all just, like, standing up at the top of the stage, and it was, like, clouds, like, ah. Yeah, you're, like, hell yeah, I'm gonna scream this out and, like, just feel, yeah. like, it's good, like, definitely to scream, too, yeah. like, I'm glad that they put it in the opener. Mm-hmm. Don't you feel like it's a kind of, like, a sped-up Hey Angel? Like, for some reason, they, like, link is. together. Yeah, and they yeah. did say that. They said that, like, it, they liked how hey, uh, Clouds opened their tour, so Hey Angel felt like a good opener because it was similar. It's oh, almost like okay. this an intense, like like Harry said about Hey Angel, like punchy, like, you know. It's just kind of, I picture, like, um, you know, there's, like, the stage effect where, like, you can make, like, sparks, like, shower yeah. down. That's what I mm-hmm. picture. And I, I feel like that may have been on stage, but I also just sort of picture that as... Th- I'm doing mm. a lot of hand motions right now. <laughs> um, but I sort of picture that as, like, part of the song. Mm. Um, then we have the bonus tracks. The first one is Change Your Ticket. Um, uh, eh. um, I think it's too much, like, the 1975 um, that I can't, like, like... Uh, separate that I, I just feel like it kind of sounds like they've like really ripped off them and I know that they were writing with them at some point um so it kind of just like gives me like kind of like oh like they literally like it really sounds like them um the 1975 I think that's what they're being I, I don't really know of them um, I don't but see I just... that um comparison a lot but I have I, I mean I like personally I don't hear it, but I know I've seen it before and like I feel like there was drama with the 1975 over this song about that yeah, I mean, it's still kind of, a, like, a, kind of a tune. Like, I'll still listen to it, but it's not, like, my fave, for sure. I liked the um, sort of personal feeling of the song. Yeah. This was one of those moments where you could tell, like, it was definitely a situation that one of the boys, like, wrote yeah. about because it was personal to them. Um, yeah, which, I like the specifics. Yeah, you don't always see in a 1D song, um, no matter how relatable they can be. But this one really felt like it was coming from something that happened with them. But it's not, like, something that really jumps out to me. Um, but I don't hate it. Uh, illusion. Um, very, like, 80s power ballad. Um, something I could see myself singing in a bar karaoke when I'm 65. Um, kind of... Just, like, if it comes on, I'll listen to it and jam to it, but, like, nothing that I'm going to go out of my way to listen to. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's kind of a watery, wishy-washy song to me. Um, mm-hmm. There's nothing that really grabs me about it, and I think I've been pretty clear about this song in the, fa- <laughs> in the past. <laughs> I'd say it's one of my least 1D fa- songs, favorite 1D songs. No, least favorite? I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> it's one of my least favorite songs. Um, I I just don't love like I just don't relate to the lyrics I don't really love the music like how much. could you to be <laughs> like, like... <no. laughs> um so yeah it's not it definitely is not my favorite um once in a lifetime so I listened to this um one just today when I was like preparing for it I mean I was listening to most of these but mm-hmm. I didn't have time to listen to it all through and like I know this is like one that I definitely always forget about but I mm-hmm. think the like the 
the verses are very boring, not gonna mm-hmm. lie, but the chorus is really beautiful and it's like they're like the their voices are really are really good and like the harmonies I think that it's actually quite beautiful. Um but like the ver- the boring verses like kind of kill it for me. Mm-hmm. Um but otherwise, I mean it it had the potential, but like this is why it's a bonus track. So Yeah. I mean some yeah, like you said, some of the lyrics are so good, like when I close my eyes, the stars, all the stars align, and mm-hmm, you're by my mm-hmm. side. Like, that's so pretty. But, like, yeah. other things, like, it's just right. We make no mistakes. It's very boring. Uh, um, so, like, it, it uh, had potential to go places, and it didn't. Yeah. Um, yeah, I kind of forget about it a bit. I think, like, a lot of these bonus tracks are bonus tracks for a reason. Like, they aren't that special and I don't feel that way about other bonus tracks on One Direction's albums I think a lot of times the bonus tracks are really awesome especially on um Made in the AM the bonus tracks are really good so um I don't really know what happened with these ones Mm -hmm. um and then finally Act My Age um weird quirky (laughs) fun as hell so fun to dance to um piratey like just kind of jigging around <laughs> a bar with um a huge pint glass not a pint glass what are the, I, I i always think a pint is bigger than it is like those huge mugs uh-huh. um and just like beers kind of swishing around and just like pirates just come in and just start like i don't even know just dancing around that's what i get from this and it's so fun and i love it it's so ridiculous and i remember um people saying that this is why zane left because they made <laughs> to do is like r&b riffs on this one or something oh my god hilarious um but yeah this one is the best bonus track ever like of all time it is yeah. really a bonus track because it's just like so ridiculously <laughs> out there and just like kooky and crazy but mm-hmm. so happy they put it on it was just like a gift to us you know i know and in live it was amazing because we all know it was silly it's like young and crazy and dancey and Oh, just so many good feelings about this song. And so much very like, like Niall. Yeah, Niall and the boys' friendship. Like, mm-hmm. you just feel that so much. So much about their friendship rather than, like, what it could be interpreted as, like, a relationship or whatever. It just yeah. seems like a very, like, friendship silly song of, and, like, not wanting to get older and just living in the moment type of dealio. Mm-hmm. Um... So that took a took a while, but I think that was fun going through the songs like that. Um, yeah. Leading up to the album release, we did have that thing where they like released songs every couple of days. Ready to Run was released on November sixth. Where do Broken Hearts Go on November tenth? Eighteen on November eleventh. Girl Almighty on November twelfth, and Fool's Gold on the thirteenth. Um, did you like that they released these songs, or had you sort of already listened to them leading up, or do you like in general when artists do this? Um, yeah, I think so. I think that this is, like, kind of definitely, um, gets people hyped up for it, and I think that it, they, there must be, like, some marketing strategy, I think, Mm -hmm. that, like, it just kind of keeps people interested and, like, keep checking, like, um, and then, like, you know, if you like that, you'll be more, uh, what's it called? I mean, then you'll, like, want to pre-order, like, if you get all these because And a lot of times you have to, like, pre-order, yeah, because you you get these songs because you have pre-ordered. Um... I, I do like when artists do this. Like, Little Mix has done this leading up to the album that was released today. Um, but then I also, like, by the time you hear the album, you've listened to half the songs already. Yeah. And, like, out of order. And I really do like listening to songs sort of in order. 
Um, yeah. So I have, like, mixed feelings about this. But with the 1D album, often, like, there's so many songs. Although this this album had less songs than... This, song, this album only had 16 songs, and um, I think that's fewer than Made in the AM or um, Midnight Memories. Um, mm. But uh, I do have conflicted feelings, but I know I listened to these leading up, I think. Or maybe not all of them. I don't remember. Because I remember you telling me, like, Girl Almighty was such a good song and you were going to love it. Um, oh, that was when it leaked. <laughs> oh, okay. Because then I was, like, nervous to listen because I was like, I have high expectations for this song. And obviously they oh, lived well. up to everything. Um, but, yeah, so, I don't know. Um, do you think there was a reason why they chose these specific ones to release? Um, I don't know. I think that actually, like, thinking about it, um, I, I feel like they did kind of a good job of picking mm-hmm. somewhat different um, songs. Um, I mean, I feel like 18 Fools Gold go together, Ready to Run, and you said Fireproof sort of go together, mm-hmm. but Where Do Broken Hearts Go kind of stands alone. Yeah. I mean, I feel like there's like definitely a, a few different like genres at play here, so I think they did a good job. Yeah, me too. And these are all really, really good ones. Um, yeah. We mentioned some that we didn't like as much, um, but these ones are all pretty good. Um, yeah. And I think it prefaced the album well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the album was released, and that was on the same day that... Uh, they performed on the Today Show at Universal, where Zayn didn't end up showing up. That's so wild. That feels like like two days ago for some reason. I know it's very very strange, but like now looking back, like we kind of know why a bit. And I know they did say you could tell Zayn wasn't as into like stuff. I mean, he was supposedly sick, supposedly sick, um, mm-hmm. but we don't really know what actually was going on. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that was a thing, and everyone was like, why is Zane? Where is Zane? Again. Um, uh, but I wanted to talk about the singles. Um, there was only two singles for this album, Steal My Girl and Night Changes, and Steal My Girl was released before the album came out on September 29th, um, and that was written by Louis Liam, Wayne Hector, Julian Bonetta, Ed Druitt, and John Ryan. Um, and Night Changes came out November 14th, again before the right before the album, and that was Louis, Liam, Harry, Niall, Zane, Julian Bonetta, Jamie Scott, and John Ryan. Um, and then, obviously, the fan-released single, No Control, which was written by Louis, Liam, Jamie Scott, Jamie Bonetta, Jamie Bonetta, Julian Bonetta, John Ryan, mm-hmm. uh, and Ruth Ann Cunningham, which is someone who doesn't who writes on some of the songs, but it's weird because, like, we rarely have women on writing credits for 1D songs. Mm-hmm. Um but do you think these, um, I, at least the first two, Steal My Girl and Night Changes, were good options for singles? And how did you feel about the music videos that went along with them? Um, do they only do two singles then? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is just so frustrating. <laughs> because I think that we haven't been too shy about kind of expressing our distaste for Steal My Girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that, like, maybe we would be able to, like, make up for it, um with another album or another single release. Um, but I just, I, I don't know. I don't think Steal My Girl was the right choice. I know that they were trying to bridge the gap like they always do um, between the last album and then, uh, this this one, but I don't think that it really worked and it kind of was just, ended up being kind of bland. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know like what they were really going for necessarily with that song and it just like was just a weird mid-tempo song that just like does not 
do anything really um and it didn't get it didn't do well i don't think in the charts Mm -hmm. um and night changes while it's it's good but i still think it's kind of mediocre a little bit lackluster like i was saying um and i just feel like i don't know like what i would choose i feel like even fireproof would have been better Mm -hmm. no control i think would have been good um i don't know if girl almighty would have done well on radio um I don't know. I, I never know, but I just, like, think the ones I chose, I definitely would not have chosen. Yeah. And it's just kind of frustrating. Yeah, I really feel like Steal My Girl was, like, going backwards, especially because yeah. when we discussed Midnight Memories, we talked about so much of how the album had a very eclectic feel. It had the pop, but it also had this sort of pop rock feel and, like, mm-hmm. this almost folksy pop thing going on. And to bridge the gap, you didn't need to go to the pop pop, which is, like, Steal My Girl is the most pop on, I think, this album. Um, Mm. Like, you could have gone with something like Fireproof or, like, Ready to Run, which, like, had a, I don't know, a different type of feel and I think could have done better in the charts. Um, And then Night Changes, it is, like, a slow song. I don't mind it being a single, but I just, I don't think it was going to do well on radio play. It sucks that No Control was not a single, and I forget that, like, that was a whole huge thing, and that's, I mean, it almost hurts me more than happily, because No Control, like, had such a huge fan, Mm -hmm. like, army behind it that I feel like it could have done really well, Mm -hmm. um, and, like, maybe the fan army was almost because it was sort of, like, jilted and sort of, like, forgotten, so people, like, felt like, oh, we have to do, like, work hard to get it to be recognized, Mm -hmm. so maybe that's, like, part of where the passion came from but also it was just a really loved song yeah and I think that like it was just like I feel like if they released it during like the summer or something it could have been like a bop I just mm-hmm. feel like it could have been like this a summer tune that you just kind of like turn up like turn up the volume and just like blast mm-hmm. and just like it hurts my heart that that was never a thing yeah but. I think No Control and Girl Almighty were like overwhelmingly the fan favorites yeah. Um, of this album. And that doesn't always necessarily translate to radio play and like what other people would like, but I think I think you're right about No Control. It could have been like a really good song of the summer type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to see if there's any other songs that I think would have done well. I mean, yeah, where do Broken know. Hearts go potentially? Yeah, I just feel like I don't know if it would do well on pop radio. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I, I low key can see it on like uh, a, you know, what's it called, like, soft rock alternative, like, Mm -hmm. adult, um, sort of kind of thing where they play music from, like, the early 2000s, and Mm -hmm. it's, like, soft rock, like, I just feel like it goes there, like, but I can't see it on a pop station where it's, like, with, I don't know, uh, who's Shawn Mendes, I can't even remember (laughs) pop singers, who's pop these days, who knows? I don't know, um, but yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't really know, it's, it's so hard to pick from this album, I think. I feel like I had more solid opinions on Midnight Memories of what could and could not have been singles. Yeah, that's interesting, because I I always think that, like, the, like, four is a solid album, but I kind of almost feel like there was, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, I I might like Midnight Memories better. It's so interesting, because it's, like, Girl Almighty and No Control are so iconic and, like, loved in my heart, even, and, like, I know in the fandom's heart, but it's, like, weird, because then, like, you're, we're, we were going through the songs, and we're, like, that's kind of forgettable, like, Mm -hmm. that's okay, it's kind of mediocre. I know. But I feel like, yeah, That's, like, when I rank the albums, it's so hard to not put this one above the other previous three, because No Control and Girl Almighty, like, pull it up so much, but there's, yeah. like, I would, and I really do like Where Do Broken Hearts Go, especially with the live yeah, performances. Yeah, me too. But there's not. I love Fool's Gold, too. Fool's yeah. Gold, Act My Age. Like, those are the good ones. <laughs> yeah. Like, the other ones, 
are, like, good, but they're not, like, oh my god. And I feel like I had a lot more songs for Midnight Memories that I just really liked a lot more, like, strongly. But it's, it's, I don't, I know. I know. (laughs) Um, But also, maybe if we look through that one, I don't, I don't really know. At least in Made in the AM, I know that I like almost every single song. Yeah, that's why it's so interesting. Because, like, I was never going to say, like, oh, Made in the AM is definitely my favorite. But, like, looking through it, I'm like, it's a solid album, man. Like, it it is solid. It's, like, I, like, can't really, I don't know. I'm trying to think of, like, um, I mean, other than Love You Goodbye is, like, the one that stands out to me that I'm like, okay, please, like, put this away. But it's, like, Walking in the Wind is a freaking bonus track. Temporary Fix is a bonus track, and that's, like, so good. It's, like, stronger than I'd say, like, actually, um, you know, standard, or, like, not the the non-bonus tracks on, like, um, four are. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? I just feel like, man, I just feel like that there was a lot of really really solid songs made mm-hmm. of the am yeah and oh i i think temporary fix and no control would go very well sound yes too. you're so right and like the little bit of raunchiness yeah like i'm looking at okay now i'm looking at midnight memories i loved best song ever story of my life was good diana was good um don't forget you where you belong strong happily through the dark um better than words uh does he know half a heart like there was a lot of ones that i qu- really quite liked um i think more so than maybe yeah. more but that's so wild but no control and girl almighty really make this album a really they good really one. do they pull it up it's yeah. like you know when um it's like uh they're the outliers that kind of just like bring everyone's yeah. average up yeah. i just feel like that's like kind of what's going on here mm-hmm it's true. Not to say the album's bad, but I think... No, because I really do like, yeah. a, like a lot of these songs. And yeah. I was like, oh, wow. I, I'm like listening through it. I was like, wow, like all... Like, I really like this, but mm-hmm. I just don't think that it like as... I don't know. It's interesting. And I think that maybe... Um, it's interesting that this is like when Zayn decided to call it quits. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe like... I don't know. I kind of... Maybe? I don't know. Like maybe that's why Midnight Memories was able to be so good because it was like the four of them mm-hmm. had like their whole entire heart set on it and like put everything they could into it. Mm-hmm. So I mean that's I don't know. Maybe you had to like kind of like have a little bit of a dip before it could go like high. Yeah, because uh, it it brought us Made in the AM, which has been an amazing album. Mm-hmm. So. I need to listen to it after this. I know. Like, <laughs> um, how do you think for the sound of it compares to the three previous albums and like? I guess Midnight Memories specifically, because we were talking yeah. about that transition of Midnight Memories into Four and how Midnight Memories prepared us for Four. Yeah. Um, what do you think of just, like, the musical sounds? Um, I think that, again, it's, like, kind of mishmash, but it's definitely... Because it's, like... It makes sense that it came after Midnight Memories, I think. Like, it just, like, you know, the progression from Take Me Home to Midnight Memories. And they were definitely still trying to find their, like, their niche and, like, trying to find, like, where they wanted to put their, like, what their genre was. And, like, um, I mean, I think, I think you're right. I think that this is, like, definitely, uh, like, it's almost cohesive in a weird way because it's not, like, poppy, but then, like, they're still my girl. So I mm-hmm. feel like it's not as, like, where Midnight Memories, they had, like, weird, like, three of them fit perfectly into this category. Three of them fit mm-hmm. perfectly into this one. I feel like this sort of more goes, like, in a way that One Direction albums, like, sort of, like, can go. Um, you know, because they're still going to always be like that, like, smorgasbord. Um, that's not the word. You know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. um, I can never say that word, and I don't know why I try. Um, but... Yeah, I don't remember what the question was. I always get on these tangents, and I'm just like, where am I, I and who you answered it. have I been? <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I think, like, what happened with this one sort of was, like, uh, Midnight Memories had very distinct categories. Like you said, there was, like, three songs of this, three songs of this, three songs of this, or whatever. Um, And it felt like four sort of maybe was more cohesive because those categories, while they were still somewhat there, they were sort of a little bit more blended, um, yeah. which I think maybe made it made it more cohesive, but I think made me dislike the songs more because they didn't sort That's of have so true. A, more of an original sound. Like the ones that were folky or like somewhat folky, like Fireproof and Ready to Run also had like a lot more pop in them or like yeah. had like a whole bunch of other sounds. I feel like, I don't know, maybe I would have liked the songs more if they had more distinct categories, perhaps? That's so interesting. I can actually definitely, definitely see that, because I think that, like, imagine Ready to Run, like, m- like going all the way folksy and, like, more on the happily yeah, side. Yeah, that would have... Or, like... It would have been really nice to hear that. Yeah, and just get rid of Steal My Girl, because <laughs> I was going to say, like, either go full pop mm-hmm. or don't do it. And, like, they made, like, this weird mix of, like, where they... Instead of going full pop or full, I don't even know what else it could have been. I guess it could have been, like, sort of, like, rock-ish, mm-hmm. sort of. Like, if they sped it up and, like, sort of added more uh, guitar-heavy um, uh, things, um, background music. Um, I think that, like... But instead of doing that, they just, like, kind of, like, made it the most mediocre, like, mm-hmm. like baseline level thing that it could be. So it was, like, nothing, like, nothing... It's literally just, like, such a bleh song you know it's just so gray and just like it doesn't really have anything that pops out because if they were trying to make it like a mix but it just like fell flat yeah and like songs like where do broken hearts go which i feel like really do almost go into that very sort of like rock pop like very distinct is Mm -hmm. such a great song because of that and like girl almighty and no control are very distinct in their categories like i don't know where i would put that no control and and girl almighty are quite pop but it feels like they're like this intense like energy pop like i don't yeah i don't know no control i feel like it would be almost pop punk almost yeah it's like it's like pop rock yeah. yeah it has a really strong feel rather than i think some of the other ones are not as distinct in what who they are so yeah who are of, they they lose themselves and you lose them pretty much wow well said <laughs> thank you um and then how about the songwriting do you think did you notice a difference in the songwriting uh for this album mm. Um, I, let me think. I mean, I think that, um, Girl Almighty, I think there's some that really do stand out. I feel like Fool's Gold, there's some good imagery there. Mm -hmm. Um, Girl Almighty, I think definitely stands out also. No control, I'm trying to think like, do I just like it because of the sound or do I like it because of the lyrics? This is like, Where Do Broken Hearts Go isn't the most like, uh, like, you know, brand new concept mm-hmm. but it's it's still a good tune yeah um but then like still my girl like really does drag the average down yeah. again because it's just like how do you have still my girl and girl almighty on the same album like who are you yeah. and why did you do that to me um flashback to one of our first episodes where we compared the two yeah if you want to go listen to that it was yeah. like way way back in the day um and like stockholm syndrome like there's some like that i'm just like what the heck you guys yeah um so I think that it's, like, there's, like, some, like, peaks, but there are definitely some lows, mm-hmm. and it's just kind of, like, all over the place, but I do, I think that it's kind of, like, on the same page as Midnight Memories, I'd say, like. In terms of songwriting? Um, yeah, and I think that then um, Midnight Memories, I mean, what? No, Made in the AM, there's a lot of M's. Um, I know. <laughs> um, I think that, like, it was climbing higher, Re- I would Yeah, say. there was a huge jump, I think, from four to Made in the AM, um, 
in terms of songwriting and sound. Yeah, and yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, yeah, I definitely think it was kind of a bit all over the place. There was some really good imagery and, like, some good things, which I think, like, carried on to Made in the AM um, and other things that sort of got dropped because they weren't as good and they were sort of bland. Like, those songs, I don't think Made in the AM has really any bland songwriting and sort of, like, Illusion is very bland to me. Um, like, there's there's just, like, Spaces is super bland. Like, there's just some songs that aren't that enticing lyrically and I think Made in the AM, um, all of them have quite, like, quite a lot of... I wouldn't say anything's very bland whether I love the lyrics or not I think they're um have a lot more you can sort of grab onto um Mm -hmm. so I don't know where this stands compared to Midnight Memories um I think yeah I think it might be on similar level and also like the songs that I do like like Girl Almighty so well written wasn't written by any of the boys so oh Jesus (laughs) I didn't forgot about that yeah he had to sort of like also look at that and like whether it's the boys progression of songwriting or just like who they have writing on the songs and like their progression of songwriting and where they Mm -hmm. think one direction is going. Um, Mm -hmm. But there were some good personal moments where it did feel like the boys again, were writing from their own sort of experiences, which is always nice. Yeah. And I think that like, it's interesting that we have such a strong uh, reverence for made in the AM because I think that like they did sort of have a, I think feel like Midnight Memories and um, Four are, like, on the same playing field, and they kind of, like, not, it's not a dip, but it's sort of, like, you're kind of, like, on the same path, so Mm -hmm. I think that once Zayn left, I think that they were able to, like, it was a change that kind of, like, sparked, uh, you know, a a growth, and I think that, like, it definitely ended up working out, and I think that, like, if Zayn had stayed, I feel like they would have had another similar album that was, like, on, like, just, you know, like, sort of... I don't want to say mediocre because I love I like both the albums, but I'm just mm-hmm. saying like sort of on the same path and like there would be no growth. I think. Yeah, and we really saw that in them. Like when Zayn left, they were like, "We are going to do our utmost to make this the best album yes. ever." You know, it was like mm-hmm. such a determination between both the fans and them, and like being like, "We're still here. We're going to do this, and we're going to do it like so well." And they really, really did. Um, yeah. And, it's, and that's not just saying that about, that's not just talking from a perspective that's already heard Made, AM, made in the AM and loved it, and then being like, well, now the other albums don't seem as great. I really do think I felt, I, even if we have an, another album that we also really, really love in the future, I don't think it's going to make Made in the AM songs less, you know? It's not like we heard yeah. Made in the AM and then four songs became less. I think I just really actually did love Made in the AM songs more than I loved all the songs on four. Mm. Um, how great would it be if we had, like, an entire album of, like, No Control, Girl Almighty-type songs? That would be so oh much God. fun. I feel like Niall could really do an album like that. I know he's not going to, but, like, I think... <laughs> Sarah um, was getting at the point of, like, she loved Temporary Fix and, um, what's that other one? Uh, Uh, Never Enough. Yeah, Never Enough. And those sort of fit with, like, No Control and Girl Almighty. Um, That would have been a really fun album. That would have been just, like, a wow. Yeah. Yeah. Just, like, good feelings, happiness sort of thing. You could even throw on, like, uh, Act My Age in there. Man, that would just be a freaking time and a half. It really wow. would be. Um, this is why you need to make playlists with this like combo of songs to make it. Yes, I rem- a real jam. I, 
I remember um, uh, one time, I don't remember making this, but like I made a playlist that was just four, um, uh, what's it called? Five uh, no controls and then like Girl Almighty and I just like played on repeat. I was like, I don't remember making this, but like I'm glad I did. I found it on my phone like months later or uh-huh. something. I was like, okay, like I understand myself. Like clearly this is yeah. definitely I made this, so. Yeah. I think the percentage of playlists that have, like, Girl... I think Girl Almighty and No Control show up on the majority of the playlists I make. And, like, <laughs> high percentage of them. Because mm-hmm. um, they're just still such good jams. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to talk about also, like, the boys' involvement on the album. Um, in terms of songwriting, Louis wrote on nine songs. I think he wrote on maybe more for Made in the AM. Um Liam wrote on 10 songs for this album. Harry wrote on five. Um, And, like, three of the songs were sort of, like, group songs where they all wrote on it. Um, Mm -hmm. But sort of specifically, Harry wrote on Where Do Broken Hearts Go and Stockholm Syndrome. Niall wrote on three songs, which were the only, only the group songs, which were, like, Fool's Gold, Night Changes, Change Your Ticket. Um, And I saw a, a source that said, like, because of his knee injury, he couldn't do a lot of the writing for the album, which I hadn't really ever thought of. Um, and I don't oh, yeah, know how like, true that is. Yeah, because he was probably a lot of physical therapy like, and, like, doctor's appointments and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, he did write um, a number of the songs, like, without the other boys, not just the group songs on Midnight Memories. Like, um, uh, what is it called? <laughs> I'm so bad at naming don't the Don't Forget song Where You Belong. Yeah, Don't Forget Where You Belong. And we didn't get a Nile song like that on this album. So I don't know how his knee injury played into that. Um then Zane wrote on four songs, and it was mostly the group songs, and then another one, mm-hmm. I think, with Liam and Louie or something. Um, and then Girl Almighty, Once in a Lifetime, and Act My Age, no one wrote on, which is so upsetting, because Act My Age and Girl Almighty are, like, two of the best songs on that album. Yeah, Especially, like, Act My Age seems so much about their friendship, and then it's, like, not written by any of them. Um, That's so disappointing. <laughs> I know. Whatever, man. It still, like, became, like, their song, especially, yeah. like, when they played it like at one of the last concerts if not the last one and they just like kept on doing chorus after chorus because you know they didn't want to freaking let it go i was (laughs) like wow um i was watching the last song i was watching their last performance um the 31st of october one the other week um and i think they ended with drag me down or something Oh. And it was just so beautiful to watch. And then I re watched all their hugs and stuff. And uh-huh. and the X Factor performance when they performed with their last live sh- live performance as well. I literally still haven't watched that How because I refuse. How could you not have Kara? Because I have problems and I can't say goodbye. You're <laughs> like, so annoying. That was like I know. literally I one literally of the best have performances. Problems. You need to go watch it. God, Kara. <laughs> Why am I the worst? You I don't are, know. Honestly. Um, <laughs> and then 18 was written by Ed Sheeran. Um, so, I mean, they did write a lot of the songs. Um, Liam, yeah. Liam and Louis especially, as they had done. Um, and then in Made in the AM, I think Liam and Louis didn't write as many as they had in these two albums. But they still wrote a lot. I I'm, might be getting my numbers mixed up, but um, it definitely seems like they were more involved. But again, it's hard to tell what um songwriting they did when they're writing with such a big group or like Mm -hmm. if all five boys plus like three other songwriters are writing on a song how much is each boy actually writing you know i really want to know like what group songwriting like is like Mm -hmm. because i'm trying to think like when i'm writing something i can't imagine like having a huge group i would hate it 
I would be like, I don't no, know. We're gonna yeah. go with my ideas. Yours all suck. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I mean, I some, I think I would like sort of um, after I finished it to be like, hey, like, what do you think I could change mm-hmm. or like any, like anything to like bounce off of and like kind of like ask them. But like, I wouldn't like to have a huge group where I would have to. I don't know because I'm not really that much like sometimes in a group setting if I'm not too comfortable but I guess if I was comfortable I'd feel fine like asserting Mm -hmm. my thoughts and stuff but I just feel like I don't know I'd kind of be uncomfortable especially if it's like definitely deeply emotional Mm -hmm. maybe that's like kind of why they don't have like deeply deeply emotional things because it's kind of uncomfortable like imagine (laughs) just being like here here's my feelings like let me translate Mm -hmm. them into art in front of you while everyone watches like I just feel like sometimes I feel like that would be very uncomfortable for me like I'm trying to think of things personally that I would write if I was trying to, like, write a personal thing, yeah. I just said that. <laughs> yeah, but I just, like, I, I don't know. That would be super uncomfortable for me. Especially knowing that, like, all of the other people are also going to sing the song. That might be, like, so yeah. personal. And you're, like, ah, they're all going to sing it. I never song. thought about that. Because we do talk about, like, albums that are supposed to relate to each of the boys. And then maybe, like, yeah. the personal message gets lost a little bit. And I wonder if we'll see that difference um, when we hear, like, Harry's solo album or Niall's solo album. Um, or whatever, maybe we'll, yeah. because we definitely saw it with Zane. it got way more personal, um, yeah. so hopefully we'll see that with the other boys, or Liam's solo album also. Um, mm-hmm. I was having this thought the other day, which I tweeted out, that, like, what if Harry performed on the X Factor final? <laughs> Could you imagine Oh my god, when is that? that? It's gonna be in December at some point. Oh, Harry, come <laughs> through with that Christmas miracle. <laughs> that would literally, because, like... Come out from your hobbit hole, dude. <laughs> like, we don't know what he's doing. He's, like, off the face of the planet. Like, he... Like, he could literally be growing grapes and start his own wine oh business. My God. And, like, we... I could be drinking his wine some days, and I don't even know it. Like, we don't know. That would be beautiful. I read a fic, and I think I told you this one, where he, like, had an avocado farm, like Jason Mraz. <laughs> that's such a random fact i know um but man because like he could be working on things like he's probably not doing nothing like what is he doing being all secretive where is he and i'm sure like his security on whatever he's doing is so amped up like so that nothing gets out um because he's already so evasive so who freaking knows and then we also, oh. like, know Niall's album's coming out in the spring, and, like, the com- the competing, and, like, when's what coming, and we didn't expect Harry's to be out until next year, but also, like, the, um, the, just, like, the promotion of being able to sing it for the first time live a year after you performed, like, with One Direction is just, like, a really, yeah. really good sort of, like, to get your, get your name out there or whatever. It's, like, just a really good strategy to, like... You know, and he seems to be out of all the boys still um, in Simon's good books. So. I was gonna say because like I was like, oh, maybe Niall could, but then like I just remembered Simon literally just tore Niall to pieces. I know. So I'm sure Niall would have been on. I'm 100 percent sure he would have had him yeah. on. Yeah, but... Niall. Niall, what happened? <laughs> I mean, do you? But like, I know. whatever. I feel like it's would be kind of hard to stay in Simon's good graces. Like, I couldn't... I don't even know. uh. But the thing is, he seems, like, really nice on the show. So, like, it's so hard. It's hard to understand. Um, Who knows? I know. But also, like, the business side of it and everything. Um, Where... I don't know. It's all stuff above my head. Anyway, Mm -hmm. we got off track talking about Harold, as we do. Of course. Um, Let's talk about... Which songs could still make a One Direction album? Which songs do you think are still, could have been on Made in the AM? Oh, wow. This is interesting. 
Um, Girl Almighty, definitely, because I just think it, like, really which just goes hand-in-hand hand with Olivia. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. No Control, I think. Um, Fireproof, I think that, uh, I would love to see Fireproof if it, like, if they, like, kind of, like, held it in their incubation period and just, like, uh, laid it. <laughs> I'm just thinking of a chicken. What is going on? But just, like, released it into the world, like, um, on Made in the AM and, like, to see, like, I don't even know. I think it could have been a little bit stronger. I don't know. Because sometimes I like the music behind it sort of sounds like it's sort of out of tune or mm. something. I don't know. Something. I, I really love the song, but I think that like if they like had worked on it a bit more, mm-hmm. um, I or, don't like, know. Or like focused it more into a certain yeah. genre. Like if you added um, like yeah. strings, like uh, like on Made in the AM, like things got like totally amped up sound wise, like more so than like that, like the sort of poppy production that we they overproduce a lot like Mm. it was just so much more like natural feeling um yeah i feel like they could have changed these songs to fit that i don't know if where broken hearts go yeah i think maybe not i I think it i think it needed to be on a different album Mm -hmm. um uh, those are the only ones that are really standing. I mean, Fool's Gold because I think like Long Way Down it kind yeah, of fits in I that genre. Say that. I think Fool's Gold could could go with Long Way Down for sure. Yeah, it has that imagery and just the sound of it. Yeah, um, but th- those are the only ones that are really sticking out to me. Just leave Steal My Girl in the Dust. No offense. Um, <laughs> um, what were you thinking? Or, or I think were those I ones? think Girl Almighty and No Control because they do really go nicely with Temporary Fix and Never Enough. Um, but also, like, if we had had four songs on that album like that, like, it might have not been, it, not, not bad, but, it, like, that would be a lot of that type, you know? Um, and there was sort of a good eclectic yeah. feel to Made in the AM that had, like, a couple mm-hmm. of each type of song. Um, and then I would say Fool's Gold as well. Um, I don't know. Clouds, because it relates, it, like, sounds mm-hmm. like Hey Angel. But I think Hey Angel might be stronger lyrically. Yeah, I agree. Um, but, yeah. What's my next question? How do you think each of the boys stood out on this album? And let's start with Louie. Um, I mean, No Control, I feel like, is literally, like, you can't take the No Control out of Louie. <laughs> you can't take Louie out of the No Control. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're just, like, binded together for life at this point. Um and I I just think his voice really shined there mm-hmm. and the fact he, he wrote on No Control, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like it just it just like it's great. And the fact that it was so fan loved, um, I know that like really it really like, you know, um warmed his heart. Mm-hmm. Um and like but the fan project, um, I just that's gonna always be a Louis thing to me, like mm-hmm. forever. Yeah, and especially, like, after, like, the Zane stuff and people in, like, the what's-his-name naughty boy commenting on, like, Louis's voice not being strong or something, whatever it was, and then, like, God. fans love Louis's voice on this song, just, like, this really adds to that as well, mm-hmm. um, and, like, him singing it live and it feeling like it's his baby and his connection to the fans, um, mm-hmm. just, I always will think of that as well. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other moments, um, I don't really know. I guess we can go to Liam. I have Ready to Run and Fireproof live. I think he did some really mm. cool runs with his voice there, um, which often was, like, related to... We always sort of think of that with Zane, but, like, in this transition period, too, of, like, them singing songs without Zane, um, I just remember him doing some really nice 
like falsetto stuff on these two songs. Yeah. Um, I think Girl Almighty sort of um, kind of reminds me of Liam just because I remember he always introduced it as mm-hmm. like my favorite song off the album when um, like in concerts and stuff. So um, I mean, I always like. I always feel like I uh, got a little bit more of an appreciation for Liam because we always had similar favorites on the album. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, thanks, Liam, for not, like, you know, hitting me over the head like Harry and saying your favorite is Infinity. Like, <laughs> not that this is on the album. I think but, Harry you know, lied yeah. about that. I don't understand that one, Harold. I like how we literally will, like, make up any excuse. <laughs> We're just like, I know Harry didn't mean it, but I He don't just know. didn't want to say his own song. He was trying to be nice to Julian or something. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, I could kind of see that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was also the single, and you know Harry likes to self-promote like that, very like, God. Uh, yeah, in your face, cheeky. sort of, yeah. Um, um, I Yeah, I sort of was, I was thinking Girl Almighty with Liam because he introduced that, the song, but then I started thinking of that stupid time he introduced it. I know, I know, <laughs> was, like, I was thinking that too. Super, like heteronormative about the song oh, no. I was like boo oh, you yeah. no one even thinks about like love with this song it's all about female empowerment so yeah I, he I just it's just out of a place of naivety yeah. but still my sister and I came up with like this sort of this group that we're sticking people in of people that mean well but like they're just naive but they still would accept and love everyone but they just don't really understand and like, yeah. and Liam was in that group for us. Liam was in Liam. Yeah, he he's definitely in that like, group. Like he doesn't try, and I'm sure he would accept everyone and love everyone and blah blah blah. But like he's just naive and not educated in a way where he can understand things, and it's just like. Okay. But his heart is in the right place, yeah. so you know that's why it's not like I'm excommunicating him from my heart. Right. Exactly. Um, then Zane, I, or no, Niall, I always had, Fool's Gold, I think he stands out. Yes. Even though, like, a lot of the boys wrote on that song, I somehow associate it with Niall. I think because he opens it and you're just like, heck yeah. yeah, I'm ready. Yeah. And then Act My Age Live just really oh, felt hell like yeah. Niall. Um, were there other moments on this album that made you think of Niall? Um, Where Do Broken Hearts Go, I think, is, like, a Harry and Niall. I think, like, before the live um, version, I would associate that with Niall, but now I definitely associate it more with Harry, yeah. but I think on the album, it's more of a Niall thing for me. I don't know why. Interesting. But. I'll have to listen back and try to hear Niall's voice on that song, too. Hmm. Um, then Zane, I think of Night Changes. I don't really know why. Um, was there high notes in Night Changes? Not really. I think, like, Ready to Run, Zane actually did, like, some really cool things with his voice, and I think it added a new level, and I was, like, mm. thinking, like, you know, if Zane wasn't here, would they have done that with, like, Harry or something? Because it was kind of, like, very epitome of Zane doing his runs. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know. I think that it definitely added something extra to that. Um, and that's why I kind of wanted it to be less pop, and, like, it could have been, I don't know. But, yeah. Um, so, Ready to Run, I think that Zane was a standout. Yeah, because I guess those were the notes I was thinking Liam doing live, but Zane must have done them live first. Um, okay, then, lastly, Harry. How does Harry stand out to you on this album? Where Did Broken Hearts Go Live was just, like, a life-changing experience. Mm-hmm. And I think that we really got to see, like, Harry's kind of, like, power, I guess. And I just feel like... in. Like, when I saw that, especially when it was with Ronnie Wood, um, I just feel like it kind of, like, cemented my thought that, like, Harry can, like, just be an icon, Mm. really. 
Um, and it was very, because it was very classic rock and like, you know, doing with someone who's like already an icon, just like, it just, I don't know, like Harry really stuck out there. Um, and it almost seemed like it was kind of just like a Harry and Ronnie show at that point, <laughs> um, almost. I mean, all the boys did well, but I feel like Harry like just knocked out. Yeah, because he does hold the soul, the um, chorus in this one too, and it's a very yeah. like loud and intense chorus. Um, I also felt that way about 18 live. Like, while I didn't love the song mm. on the album, I think Harry really makes it for me live. Um, I think it's just, his voice becomes super powerful on both of these songs. Um, mm-hmm. And it really shows you he can sing. Um, like, we, he, he did hold choruses before in other albums, but I think these songs in particular really stuck out, especially for, like, the sound of his voice. Sort of, like, almost mm-hmm. a rocky feel. Um, yeah on these which was really pretty um i'm trying to see uh, his song writing i guess he I mean he did write on where do broken hearts go too um, mm, yeah yeah so that also connects it to him stockholm syndrome we don't want to talk about his songwriting on that one <laughs> <laughs> um, but moving on to i guess we've sort of talked about what our least favorite songs are um but just like sort of to go back do you, are there songs that you just like never put on a playlist and don't really listen to anymore because they're just like your least favorite um i think stockholm syndrome has really just kind of like fallen to the wayside spaces um illusion um steal my girl i feel like i liked ready to run a lot more at first and now it's kind of tapered off mm-hmm. Um, but then, like, all the middle section, I think, is really strong. Like, there's, like, a whole, like, just, um, after Ready to Run, there's Where Did Broken Hearts Go, 18, Gomedy, like, all those, like, the middle chunk of the album, I think, is, like, the the strongest, Mm -hmm. and then all the kind of outside is just kind of, like, it kind of falls flat, but Act My Age is always a good one. Um, we're talking about least favorite here, but, like, I feel like, um, yeah, like, on the outskirts, like, The Steal My Girl, I think, um spaces cloud i mean clouds is okay but i feel like live it was just like it could never get back to being that good mm-hmm. that i when i heard it live you know what i mean so like yeah. kind of like hearing it on an album is kind of um a letdown yeah and like also when i make playlists i don't necessarily go to the songs especially if i'm making a quick playlist that's going to have songs from other albums i might only pick like three songs and those always mm-hmm. end up being like Girl Almighty and No Control and Act My Age. Like, those always end up on my playlist. And the other ones, well, I do, like, listen to them. Um, but I, like, on a, if I listen through the album, like, I'll listen to them and enjoy them. But, like, it also, like, makes it so that you start falling in love with the ones you listen to more, more. And yeah, almost, like, yeah. maybe you didn't give the other ones as much of a chance because you don't end up playing them as much, you know? Yeah, exactly. So it, like, becomes this thing. And also, like, first opinions can just, like, really affect your idea of songs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then whether or not you're going to listen to them. Um, and then to end on a high note, what songs do you continually listen to? And, like, are your favorite from this album? And, like, why, I guess? I think... Um, Act My Age is so funny and fun mm-hmm. that I think that it was just always something that I'll come back to. Um, I think Fool's Gold is just, like, so, I don't know, just so beautiful to me and, like, kind of haunting in mm-hmm. a good way. Um, No Control and Girl Almighty, like, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, obviously. Fireproof, yeah. 
Um, I'm trying to p pick top three, but I, it's really hard because after my age, like, low-key doesn't even feel like it should be in there because it's just kind of like a joke, but I still love it so much yeah. that it has to be. Um, I don't know. So if I had to pick four, um, ha, four for me, <laughs> whatever. Oh, girl almighty, fool's gold, no control, act my age. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I think I agree with you, but also where did broken hearts go is really good. Yeah, and also fireproof, I really like it. I know it's not one of your favorites, but uh, It's hard to choose. Um, but yeah, Act My Age is like one of those songs that's also so fun to listen to like with your friends or like with my sisters yeah. and we're just like dancing around because it's just so wacko. Um, and I think it'll always be like that. And it'll be weird like in 20 years when we're listening to it or like 30 years mm -hmm. if we're listening to it. And like we'll be like, oh my God, we listened to this when we were like 20 years old and now we're like 50 and just like then it'll act my age. Like we'll just god b you know um so i'm looking at the um this person harry birthday toya.tumblr.com did a whole bunch of surveys for like albums and stuff they didn't end up finishing the one for made in the am although they collected a lot of data which like sucks because i would love to hear the data for that because they get like tons thousands of responses so you can sort of mm. get a feel for where the f fandom sits um but they had one of the questions they asked was like to rank the songs from your favorite to least favorite. Um, and if you look at the distribution of um, who put Steal My Girl as favorite song versus least favorite song on the album, um, 32 people had it as their favorite. <laughs> and then 1,726 had it as their least favorite. And oh my looking at the graph, it's just like, very very flat and then almost everyone put it as their least favorite wow um ready to run had more of sort of a um more people had it on their favorite side but it was more like even same with where do broken hearts go 18 a lot of people had it near their favorites mm. girl almighty on this one seems a little bit more even hmm no control, though. Very clearly, um, the majority of people had it in their favorites of songs, mm -hmm. um, which I think is interesting just to look at, like, because you can have your own ideas or even, like, the ideas of people, like, you follow on Twitter might have similar feelings to you, but, like, to get more of a, like, wide view um, yeah. of people is interesting. Um, okay, so that sums up our... Um, Mm, what is the freaking album called? Four albums. Four. <laughs> Four. I know. I feel like we were talking about Made in the Anime and Midnight Memories so we much were. that it's like. How can you not talk about those two then when you talk about like the one in between? It's hard. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that sums it up. And I would love to have anyone's opinions on songs. Did we really like? I feel like we said some like bland stuff about the album, um, and we're positive about a couple of songs. Um, but I would love to hear if people had differing opinions from us because then we can, like, sort of re-listen to the songs with those opinions and see how it sits with us. Um, yeah, I know. I love how, like, I feel like I have such strong opinions here, but then when I listen to the album, I'm like, I love everything. You I know. know. What I mean? like, sometimes Same. I'm just like, yeah. Like, I'm like, I hate Sue My Girl. I'll never listen to it. But then, like, when it comes on, I'm just I like, okay. I know. Listening like, to all these songs, like, they're all jams. But, like, when yeah. you're, like, in a discussion where you're, like, trying to parse out and, like, relate it to Made in the AM versus yeah. Midnight Memories, it almost becomes, like, it's very more, like, factual and, like, well, to be honest, this one's better than this one. Like, this is a... Yeah. But, like, really, when they come on in the song, it's like, wow, let's sing along. Like, <laughs> it's yeah. a good time. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to do recommendations this week, even though we're running out of time, because my recommendation, um, well, I have a couple, but the first one is that the wonderful pod ficker, Frecklebomb Fick, um, has recorded um, the first part of going to be a very many multi-part series of Wild and Unruly, which is my favorite story, um, I think. And she's also, like, an amazing... She has an amazing voice, first of all. Um, her accent is really pretty, and she's just very soothing to listen to. And just the way she interprets characters is really pretty. So if you guys go to Archive of Our Own and look up Freckle Bomb Fick, listen to the first installment of Wild and Unruly, because I've been saving it, and I'm ready to listen on my drive home for Thanksgiving, and I'm very excited. Um, and it's like, it's like podcasting, but it's a story read someone else's story where they read and it's just very good um also check out Dua Lipa who we talked about at the beginning of the episode um and Little Mix's album as well came out today um which have you listened to it yeah I've been listening sort of all day and I think I haven't listened I have to do that yeah I think it's like um it's it's growing on me I would say the okay. more I listen but it's um, get weird was just so easily accessible yeah um and I remember for um salute the album before is that what it was called yeah. um I feel like it needed to grow on me a little bit more and like with time mm. I liked it better um but get weird mm-hmm. was sort of like immediate love um, and this yeah. one sort of, I have to do that growing. And also because I think like the messages of the song are maybe not as accessible because I don't relate to them as much. So you sort of have to like work out your own meaning and how they find meaning in the songs that might not be exactly what they are saying in their experience. So mm-hmm. sort of one of those situations, but I am really, really liking it. And I've been like dancing along as I write my essay. So go listen to that as well. What's mm-hmm. your recommendation this week, Kara? My recommendation is to go watch Sarah, who is our listener and friend. She did um, a um, Another Man tag, like Harry's archive um, from Another Man magazine, where he like shared a bunch of things um, that were important to him. She did a, a YouTube video where she shared a bunch of things that were uh, important and special to her. And she has a uh, – her YouTube channel is – um, what is it? I think it's the Cotton Candy Unicorn. Yeah, yeah it is. Um, and she's on Twitter. She's the the CC Unicorn. Um, so definitely go check that out because I think it's just like really cool to see like everyone's like things that they choose. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've still been meaning to do it. I started taking pictures like a uh, definitely like a month or two ago. Like, um, but I haven't gotten around to writing the post. So I'm gonna have to get around to doing that because I think it's a really special, cool thing. Yeah, and everyone send us yours if you do it because we love yeah. hearing about you and things about you. Yeah, and even you could do like it on email if you wanted mm-hmm. to. Like, it doesn't have to be on a blog post or a video or anything. Yeah. Um, Ben, do you have a tweet of the week? No. Neither do I. So we'll skip that. Okay, good. <laughs> um, where is this episode? Okay. Thank you. Um, what am I saying? We would love to hear your thoughts on this episode. Um, anything we discuss, news we discuss, blah, blah, blah. You know the deal. Um, (laughs) thank you so much for listening to episode 75 of Talk Direction. Um, you can go follow us on Twitter at talk underscore direction. Email us at talkdirection at gmail.com. Go to our Tumblr, which is talkdirection.tumblr.com, or our Instagram, which is just talkdirection. And you can follow us individually on Twitter. I am at Caitlin I.R. Foster, and Caitlin is spelled C-A-I-T-L-I-N. And Kara, where can they find you? 
I'm Kara underscore pond on Twitter and Kara is with a C. And also I have a blog, which is karapond.wordpress.com if you want to go check it and out. And you should. Um, and then we have an Audible. You can go to www.audibletrial.com slash talk direction for your first free audiobook. Um, and you can also go to iTunes, rate and review us there, and subscribe so that you'll get every episode as soon as it comes out right to your device. Um, and we're also on SoundCloud if that is more for you. And there's a SoundCloud app that you can download to your, what is it, Android, iPhone, what did, how did they say? Or MP3, or MP3 player. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I don't know, can you download apps to an MP3 player? I truly don't Who know. Who knows? Um, I'm Caitlin. And I'm Thank Kara. you so much for listening. We will see you or hear you or talk to you. I always think when I say that, I get very confused because we're not going to see them um, <laughs> next time. And then I always think of me saying that, but then I don't. So now I decided to say it this time. Wow. <laughs> um, Gross. But maybe now I'm thinking, what if I had said it before? Perhaps I did. I don't remember. See you next time for episode 76. Bye. Bye.